All right, so it is your boy Dollar Bill, aka London Alexander, with my wonderful co-host Miles O'Neill. Miles O'Neill. Uh, we're back with another episode of Touching Base, and today we are just touching base on one of my favorite topics, especially when it comes to credit, and that is credit cards, man. Credit cards. Uh, so there's a lot of mis communication or miseducation i don't know what the right word is or i think lack of education lack of education is just when it comes to credit cards so i just want to touch on a little bit i'm gonna uh give uh in my opinion just some free game that's what the goal is always here but at different levels because some are well aware of how to get the most out of credit cards some people don't have credit cards or they have credit cards and they're not doing it right for sure uh so i just want to talk on that so Really, the first thing is really what is a credit card? Because a lot of people just do not know that answer. So simply enough, right? A credit card is just uh, uh, a line of money that a bank is willing to give you, right? Um, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions I hear about credit cards is, do I have to pay this entire bill every month? I would like for you to, but that's, you don't have to, right? right? Some people think, and if that is something that you're looking for, that's more of a charge card. A lot of American Express cards are charge cards. You can put as much as you want on it, but you have to pay it off by the end of the month. It's not you roll your balance over into the next month, right? Um, so that's the first thing. It's literally just a line of credit. Your bank says, hey, you know, we trust you this much, and we want to give you this line of credit. Uh, I'm going to add to that. If your bank gives you a credit limit, I just want you to know they don't trust you for that much money Facts. at all. Facts. Even if your credit limit is $300, they don't trust you for that money. Their ultimate long-term goal is to hope that you are never able to pay it back so they can continue to charge you interest on it, get it on collections, or whatever the case may be, right? Um, so when you get a, a credit limit of $10,000, you are not $10,000 trustworthy. You're probably two or three, right? But but th- what they understand is that the more they give, the more you you're going to use. Exactly. Facts. Exactly. So they do this on purpose, right? Um, so, you know, just that's the start of it, just getting a credit card. Now, uh, the reason why I deem credit cards important to anyone's credit score or someone's looking to improve their score is that credit card utilization is 35% of your credit score, right? Mm-hmm. So. If you have everything else in order, let's say you have a car loan, you pay it on every month, you've never been late, you don't have a lot of inquiries, all that other stuff, you're, you could have a decent score, but without a credit card, you're literally missing 35% of points that you could be getting. To me, mm. it's like taking a 100-question test, and you, when you get to question 75, you're like, I'm good. That'll work. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm good. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, so in my opinion, credit cards are are a necessity to someone wanting to improve their credit score, right? Um, And having multiple. I'm not saying that the average person should go out and try to get a whole bunch of credit cards, but in in the the long term of your life, right, Mm -hmm. you should probably have 10 to 15 credit cards. I'm not even playing. So for somebody who doesn't have a credit card, uh, what kind of credit card... Do you advise them to go get like should they go get a Zelle's card? That's or? a great question. So it, it really just depends on where your credit score is currently, right? Okay. Um, I'm going to take this slow and I'm going to start out someone who either has no, low, or bad credit. So my first answer to that, right, is not something that's going to be super popular, but I would like it, it, get a secured card. That's really my simplest answer. No matter where it's from or who your bank is. 
get a secured card, right? Mm. Uh, most minimum on secured card is going to be $200. Uh, the max, depending on the bank, is either going to be 2500 or 10 bands. Mm. Um, and what a secured card is, for those who don't know, is that um, let's say you're unable to get approved for an actual credit card. What, what a bank will ask you to do or institution is will ask you to put money down, right? So put $200 down. You get a line of credit that's backed by your two hundred dollars, right? Right. And usually within six months to a year, depending on the bank, different banks are, are different. They'll review how you've been spending. They will give you the money that you put down back that initial mm-hmm. deposit, and then that line of credit will now be a real line of credit that's not backed by your own money. I didn't right? know that. Yeah. So, so that's secured card. So that's usually my first route, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my second route is if you have low or bad credit, right? Uh, the next step is what. I would call, or a lot of people call, subprime cards, right? These are not ideal credit cards to have because of very high APRs. I'm talking about 23, 24, the max I've seen is 30%, bro. 30% APR is nuts, bro. So these are subprime cards. Um, They're not great uh, because of those high APRs. A lot of them come with uh, high annual fees, um, high late fees, all that type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to list some of these subprime cards because a lot of times this is where people are only able to get approved for coming out the gate. And to me, one is better than none, right? Gotcha. Um, so the first one I can think of is a bank called Credit One, uh, First Progress, Merrick, um, hell, Merrick. There's a few, right? So th- those are just the three that I'll name off the top of my head, right? Okay. And these are easy cards that you can get if you have a low to no score. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the whole purpose of these subprime cards is to establish some type of payment history and credit card utilization. Gotcha. Long term, you do not want these cards. Once your score is moving and you're getting some benefits from this, I would say a couple of months after having this card and making frequent pay- payments um, mm-hmm. is to then apply for an actual bank card. In a good way, this is an easy way for someone listening. Easy way to tell if you have a subprime card is before you got this card, have you ever heard of this bank, right? (laughs) If if you had never heard of this bank before you bought this card, then it is probably subprime. You know what I mean? Right. Have you ever heard of First Progress? Merrick? Credit One, Credit One, they're a funny one. If you look at their logo, it looks exactly like Capital One. They fool people like that. Dang. Their logo looks exactly the same, bro. So they fool people into thinking like, oh, this is worthy. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so if you're just starting out, start with those subprime cards, right? I'm going to give you a different game on how to manage payments, right? And I think the biggest thing with credit card is is payments, right? Payments and utilization. So as I said earlier, utilization is 35% of your credit score, right? Um, There's a good rule of thumb is keeping your utilization individually on a card, but overall on all your cards together under 30%. And I know that gets a little confusing, right? So let's say Let's say you have a thousand, one card for a thousand dollars, right? Right. Um, thirty percent is going to be three hundred dollars. Keep your utilization under three hundred dollars, right? But let's say you have three cards for a thousand dollars each, right? You want to make sure that all of them are staying, right? So, and it does get tricky because you can kind of manipulate, right? Because mm. the goal is to have overall thirty percent or less, right? But you know. It's kind of hard to do that if your individual cards are not under 30, right? Right. But what some people do will max out one card and not use another card so they still remain under 30. You know what I mean? But 30 is good. 20 is great. 
under 10 is best, okay. right? That's how you want to do it. 30 is a good place. Like, hey, it's not going to have too much impact. 20% is better. But if you can keep your utilization under 20%, um, that's what's best, right? Now, there's tricks to this. Um, there's different ways you can go about it, but I'm going to start with the, just the beginner lesson that I get for anyone who, who's just got a credit card and they're trying to figure out how to manage it, right? Um, and I'm going to use simple dates and simple numbers to make it easy. So let's say you have a credit card um, and your credit card bill is due on the first of every month, right? Gotcha. Um, let's say your credit card is that $1,000 that we talked about earlier. Let's say you've actually spent over the, the utilization that you would like. Let's say you spent seven fifty, right? So... I'm going to go off the numbers of at best, right? So I want you to get the, the, the utilization under 10%. So you have a 750 balance and you want to get it down to under $100 because that's 10% of 1000 right? So if your bill is due on the first, right, either before or on the first, but no later, you need to pay the balance down to that $100, not pay $100, right, pay the balance. but down to that 10% of whatever your card is, right? Gotcha. Down to that, that 10%, right? Now, typically, two to three days after your, your due date is what we call your statement closing date. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is that's when the bank looks at your balance, that figures out how much interest to charge you, um, and then they, they basically are preparing you for the next month of what your bill is going to be due, right? Gotcha. And then two to three days after that is what we call the reporting date. And that's when your bank is going to send your balance out to the credit bureaus to report your utilization, right? The biggest thing I see is that someone will pay their bill on the first, start spending on the second, and by the time it gets to the, the time for the reporting date, their balance is already high again because they think just because they made that large payment. It's that, already affected. Exactly. So the simplest rule of thumb is I tell anyone, when you make your payment on the first or whatever your due date is, do not use your card for a full week, seven days. Mm. That's the easiest way just to avoid any type of confusion. If it's due on the first, don't use your card again until the eighth. You'll be fine. By the time it gets to the, the bureaus for your reporting date, your balance is at 10% or 0% or whatever you, you chose to get it down to. But And I get it, right? Because a lot of times, one, we get ahead of ourselves with what we spend on our credit card. And then we try to pay the balance down, right? <laughs> but once we pay the balance down, we're like, well, that's still my that's money. Right. So I need to go, you know, I need to go spend it again. So that's the biggest thing. But in my opinion, that's the simplest way to, one, accumulate very small amounts of interest, right? Mm -hmm. And then two, have your utilization at its at its prime, you know what I'm saying? At ten or thirty or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's kind of the the easiest way to 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 manage credit card utilization, right? Gotcha. Um, so we'll move on. Let's say now you you've done with your subprime cards. You had a subprime card for a year or six months or whatever, and you're trying to get uh, you know a real card. You know what I mean? Or you had a security. You're trying to get a real card now. So my next advice is. Whoever you're banking with, try to get a card with whoever you're banking with, right? Uh, one is because you already have the relationship with them. Um, so they're more than likely to approve you than uh, outside bank, right? right? Another thing that comes with that is pre-qualifications, right? And I don't mean the, the credit card offers you're getting in the mail. That's a uh, pre-offer, right? right? That doesn't, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's like, to that's, get you in the door. And, and I always tell people, if I want you to pursue a credit card, don't have the credit card pursue, pursue. you. To be honest, because usually if they're pursuing you, you have fallen into a category that says, mm, yeah, we should send him some mail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he got sure. a bad record. Let's just do mm. it. So 
uh, try to get a card with your bank, right? Whatever your bank. And then, you know, to add on to it, I, I preach this a lot. If you got a credit union, go with the credit union. That's if you don't have a credit say. union, please get a credit union. So the Navy Feds and all Boy. The, those are the those are the, I think Wells Fargo. Is Boy, Wells Fargo. Uh, I'm not a huge Wells Fargo fan. They have a okay. lot going on. You know okay. what I mean? Um, but but Navy Fed, USAA, PinFed, uh, PinFed, um, yeah, anything like that, bro. Try to go with the credit unions. They're way more lenient, and I and and that's what. Credit cards, mortgages, and auto loans, right? That's okay. that's the route to go, right? The big banks are cool too, but the credit unions are way more lenient and, and I don't want to say forgivable, but they, yeah, they just understand. They understand exactly, gotcha. exactly. So try to get a card, um, go through a pre qualification. And the reason I say that is that you don't want to inquire a whole bunch of inquiries um, by trying to just get a credit card, right? Now, not every bank offers pre-qualifications some will require you to go through a full thing and and, and basically you know pull a hard inquiry right mm. another thing that you can do also is let's say you have sought after a card that you want specifically you can go online and see what bureau that that bank uses to pull credit scores right mm. so let's say your transunion your transunion isn't as high as your equifax right mm. then you might want to find a bank that's going to pull equifax and not transunion, transunion you know what i'm saying gotcha. so there's a lot of tricks that can come down to it right mm. um and, and as you're getting a card right you know the goal is to get higher limits uh and, and there's a trick to that as well so i'll, I'll teach everybody the trick right um so there's two things that a bank wants to see to give you a higher limit, right? One is just a good credit score. But let's say you have the card now and you want to get an increase, right? Mm -hmm. This is the trick. So let's say your limit is $1,000, right? Um, and on average, you spend $1,000 just on monthly expenses from groceries, going out, shopping, whatever the case may be, right? Gotcha. My first advice is to stop using your debit card and to put everything on your card, right? On your on your credit card. Credit card. Um, now, I say this with a little remorse because when I tell people that, they often forget that they still have to pay this bill, right? That's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. But my, my, my really advice is, yeah, turn, stop the debit card, use your credit card, and save the debit card money for the bill, not just to stack yeah, up, yeah, yeah. for your bill, right? And, and th there's a trick to this. So when they're looking, trying, you're trying to get an increase, they happen automatically or you can apply for increases. But what the bank wants to see on their end is that you're pushing your limit right and the reason they want to see you're pushing your limit because why will we give you an increase if you're not even touching the right. money that we're giving you right if you only spend a hundred dollars out of a thousand every month you don't need ten thousand now you, right you you don't use this card you know what i mean so you want to push the limit my advice is to push it if you have a thousand dollar card push it to nine hundred dollars right um but the trick is with that push it to the limit and then pay that balance back down. That's the big part. To that 10%. Pay your balance. Because what it looks like on their end is, yeah, he's pushing the limit, but he also keeps the balance low when the bill is due. Mm. So we can trust him with giving more giving more money, right? So do we do we stay away from big purchases on our credit cards or the smaller purchases? Should we stick to smaller purchases? Okay, so in my opinion, right, um, I'm I'm more of a smaller purchase type of guy. I'm more of a use the credit card for everyday shit mm. instead of your debit card, mainly because my credit cards at least there's benefits. You get cash back. Right. You get miles. 
and get all that shit. You know what I mean? So like, I'm gonna use my card for the shit that I can get money back on. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I can't pay my rent with that shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, and sh- when looking for a credit card, you said pursue the credit card. Don't let it pursue you. Mm-hmm. When you're pursuing a credit card, those are the things that uh, we're looking at. Like. I get the miles. I get the points back. Exactly. What works best for you? Okay. What works best for you? I think for a lot of people, for starters, especially if they don't have a great credit score and they haven't had a lot of credit cards, mm-hmm. cashback is the simplest thing, right? Like, hey, I just want a card that offers me a little bit of cashback. It's usually fucking two, three cents on the dollar, but the pennies add up at some point. You know right. what I mean? Um, I think if you have, if if you're at a point where you're still looking at subprime cards and you haven't, you're like not even looking for benefits yet. Uh, the main thing I would look for is uh, zero or low annual fees, right? Like, okay. you, if you haven't worked up a point where you're getting c- cards that have you know benefits, just make sure it has low or no annual fee. That way, you're still not coming out of pocket for a whole bunch of shit. You know gotcha. what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, uh, back to the credit line increase. So once you get increase, you know that that's the thing, right? And, and what I tell my clients is, we repeat that process where we're we're pushing it to the limit, paying it off every month, pushing it to the limit until you get an increase. Uh, that is no longer feasible for you to do that every month. So let's say, you know, I had that $1,000 card and I, I can do $900 of mm. spending and paying it off every month, right? And then I get a 2500 increase. I can still do that. But let's say the next time they give me 10 bands, I don't spend nine bands every month to then pay it off, right? right. So that's when you stop using that card and then you go apply for another card mm. and repeat the process, right? Got you, got and you, you keep building the scores up that way, right? Um you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can do with, with credit cards. Uh, we kind of touched on a little bit. It's just benefits, right? So cashback, miles, um, store cards have their benefits, right? If you have a Lowe's card or whatever, you know, all different types. Of, you know, right. Victoria's Secret is a common one I see with a lot of my clients, right? You get benefits for that. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, you know, one of the top tier cards with benefits easily is American Express, right? Um, you know, they have lounges at airports. You can get exclusive access to concerts first before they go on sale. All types of shit, right? Uh, I do like to touch on this. There is a difference between an American Express card and an American or a card that has an American Express logo on it, right? Tell me about it. Um, so there are plenty of cards out here that have an American Express logo on it, mm-hmm. um, and it runs on the Amex platform, but it's not an Amex card. Uh, and the easiest way to tell if you have a true Amex card or if you don't is who you pay your bill to. If you have a Navy Fed card that has Amex on it, but you pay Navy Fed every month, mm-hmm. you have a Navy Fed card, right? <laughs> if you if your bill goes to actual American Express every month, then you have a true American Express okay. card, right? Um, American Express offers a ton of different cards. Almost, I think on their website recently, it's like twenty something cards, bro. Um, and they they're you know from basic users to more advanced users, uh, cashback, miles, um, just all types of shit. You know what I mean? So, at, a lot of people that's the ultimate goal is to get an Amex card. To me, it's not because most of their cards are charge cards. To be real, bro, and I don't want to pay my balance in full every month. You feel no, what I'm yeah, we're like, we trying to avoid that. I, I really, you know, what I'm saying, and I don't use my cards heavy, but like that's not my goal. I don't want to pay. I want to be able to, like, if I need to roll this balance over to the next month, I may get some interest, but I'm going to roll it over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, a huge thing as you're getting into, like, more advanced cars, uh, cards, excuse me, is to look at intro offers. 
Um, so a lot of cards, especially if you have a good credit score, are going to be no annual fee, um, no interest for six months or 12 months or 18 months. And shit like that is great. In that circumstance, especially when you have an intro offer, is when I would advise to do big purchases. So if you get an intro offer, your card's $10,000, you need a new fridge or washer or whatever, um, go get your fridge or washer or whatever the case may be and use that 0% interest for that first 12 months. That way you can pay the balance off without having to pay extra. Right. You know what I mean? Um, a huge thing also for cards with me is being able to do balance transfers. Um, and for you, go, those of you who don't know, right, a balance transfer allows you to move the balance from one credit card to another. Not every credit card supports that, but a lot of more advanced cards definitely support that. So if I have $5,000 on my Chase and I want to move it to my Wells Fargo and they both accept it, right, mm -hmm. and I have you have to have the credit available, right? Right, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what I'm saying? So if I have a card that's 5000 3000 I can't put five on my three. You know what I'm saying? But if, if, if the credit is space available, then you can transfer the funds over. There's usually a small fee, right? 10 to $15, right? And you can transfer the balance over. Um, and a lot of people do that, especially with introductory cards with that 0%, because this card has a 12% interest rate on it. So I'm going to move my balance over to the card that has zero for the mm. first year, so I don't have to pay extra, right? I don't think a lot of people know that. No, for sure. I'm giving out the game, right. bro. I'm looking I'm at you. I'm game. like, bro, I ain't, I ain't, he ain't <laughs> told me that trick. one. Here's another trick, especially when it comes to balance transfers. So I'm going to use an example. Let's say you have a credit card. You have two credit cards. One's mm. due on the first, one's due on the 15th, right? Mm. They both have balances on it, right? So let's say one's 10. Okay, let's say one is $5,000 maxed out. Mm. The other one is $10,000 with two or $3,000 on it, right? What you can do is, if your bill is due on the first for that $5,000 card and it's maxed, right, you move the balance to your other card that's due on the 15th. So when mm. it reports on the first, guess what? It reports at 0%, right? If you have a lot of cards, what you can do again on the 15th is move that balance back, back. to the other card. So when that other card reports, it reports at 0%. So really, you're holding eight, ten thousand, whatever the case, the balance may be that you actually need to pay, right? Don't get it right. twisted. You need to pay, but you're manipulating your credit score because you're just transferring the balance back and forth before each one reports to the bureaus, right? Mm. So there's all types of tricks that you can really pull off for credit, right? Another thing is credit cards offer cash advances. A lot of people don't know that, right? Um, depending on your card, uh, you can get a cash advance. It's usually not nowhere as near as your limit, right? Let's say mm -hmm. you have a $10,000 credit card. Usually your cash advance is going to be no higher than 25 or 30%. So I can go get two bands out, $3,000 out, whatever the case may be, right? Um, the cash advance definitely comes with a higher fee than normally what your APR is, right? But it is a good way in those really, really bad situations where you need cash and not credit that you can pull money out, right? Mm. Um, also, I see a lot of people in my industry use this these cash advantage to just leverage money for their business, right? Um, you can go pull the cash out, use it, you know, here or there or whatever, and then reinvest that money back into your business after you get your return. Um, so there's all types of tricks when it comes to credit, right? I, I just feel like a lot of people are ignorant when it comes to credit cards. They're not ignorant as, I don't want a credit card, I'm not going to pay it or shit like that, but they don't see the need, right? And I'm like, you are missing out on so much because you're scared, right? It really it comes right. down to, it's like, I don't, had one of my clients called me the other day. I wasn't even asking him to get a credit card. I'm asking him to do something else. And he's like, bro, I'm scared. I don't think I need a credit card. And I'm like, 
you're going to have to get one if you're in my program. You know what I mean? Right. And that was me. I was scared to get a credit card. I'm like, shit, I can barely control this debit card. Yeah. Like, I want to stay away from credit cards. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, you gave me the knowledge. Like, hey, you're going to need this shit. We, we touching 30. You can't be out here at For that sure. age and not have no For fucking sure. credit. For sure. Um, that, so that's a big thing. Uh, another thing you blessed my game with was the trade line. Yeah. To, uh, that really affected my credit score yeah. to another level. Yeah. Trades yeah. is, a, is a, a huge thing. I use trades a lot for myself, but also for my clients who are willing to pay for it. Not everybody mm -hmm. wants to pay for it. They're, I mean, they're cheap, but they're not also cheap at the same right. time. You know what I mean? Um, but that is a, a good way to get an immediate score boost. Now, I want to tell my clients or anyone who's not my client, listen to this. You can't add. First of all, let's take a step back. Trade lines are what we call an account on your, your credit report. Your your accounts in your own name are trade lines, right? Mm -hmm. What most people refer to them when they're sharing trade lines is an authorized user, right? And that's that's what the really term is. That's what we're talking about, right? And what an authorized user is, is let's say I have a credit card for $20,000. I've had it for 10 years. I pay the balance every month. I keep it low. Um, my bank allows me to add an authorized user. Now, on, on the real aspect of it, the authorized user is someone who can use their own card that's attached to my account and spend money, right? Mm. Technically, they have no legal obligations to pay it back or anything like that, right? Um, in the business or credit world is people sell their authorized user account. They're not going to give you their card at all. You're not right. going to get to spend their money, but what will pop up on your credit is or your credit report is that you now have a card for $20,000. You had it for 10 years. You pay it a balance every month, right? So authorized users are great, a great way to increase your score, either in credit card utilization, because you can get an authorized user account trade line uh, that has a, a high limit, right? Mm -hmm. Or age is the biggest thing for me, right? Getting an account that's been open for a very long time because banks want to see that. Um, but adding nothing but authorized user accounts to your credit report will not help. Banks need to see primaries in your name. They have caught on to this authorized user game. They are not stupid. You go into a dealership with nothing but authorized user accounts, and they're going to be like, bro, none of this is yours, yeah. right? You like, need a co-signer. You need a co-signer. <laughs> you bought 12 authorized user accounts. You should have just brought somebody in here to help. You know what I mean? So Facts. they can definitely be a huge benefit, a huge benefit. But you also have to have something in your name first. So when I do, when I offer trade lines and stuff like that to my clients, mm. they have two credit cards that I've gotten, helped them got in their name first. And then we add an authorized user account, and then they either go get a car or go get a high limit credit cards because now they have both shit in their name and authorized user account to give them the boost, right? Um, but it is a great tool, right? Is it like I can go get a, a, a authorized user account that's twenty thousand dollars? So when I am applying for my next credit card or whatever the case may be, they're like, oh, we see an account with twenty bands, we can give them twelve. You right. know what I mean? Um, it's a great tool, right? Uh, but I'm not going to harp on and on and on about this, right? I just wanted to give a little free game about credit uh, and credit cards. If you need my services, my name is Dollar Bill, London Alexander. You know where to find me, LondonLoss.com. I don't even have that website. Why did I say that? <laughs> London the Loss at Twitter and Instagram. I own a company called Royal Financial. We are here to help, bro. Like I, We do this show, Touch and Base, because it's free game. This is not knowledge Neither one of us, me or Miles, are trying to keep. I want the people to know, bro. I want people to benefit all, all of this. Everybody eats. You know what I mean? I think it's important uh, you giving out this game because we talked about it earlier. My parents don't know half of this shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and on top of that, would they have get, let us get the authorized user 
Probably not. Yeah. But it just shows you like since they're not that much educated on the subject, they don't know that this is essentially not hurting me, but could really help me as a young adult For sure. and, and start to get the house, the cars, all those kind of things. For uh, sure. So I think it's important, man, that you showing people not only showing people but fixing fixing their yeah. credit. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't even know that. That's some people think their thing. credit is right, is ruined like that's it, but it's it's a new age, man. Yeah. Um, so I think that's dope. Yeah. So if you have any other questions, credit card tricks, tips, whatever the case may be, or just need a general credit repair cleanup, holla at dollar. That's what I advocate. Uh, other than that, appreciate you touching base one more time. Again, it's London Alexander, my co-host. Miles O'Neill. We out. Yes, sir. Um, y'all niggas gonna get high? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs>